Today is March 17th. Why didn't Jesus have more followers? Let's find out together as we read the central sections of all four Gospels. Working our way through the Bible in a year today, I have quite a reading list for you. Please read John chapter 6 from verse 22 on. Read Matthew 16 from verse 13 to verse 28. Mark 8 from verse 27 to the first verse of the next chapter. And Luke 9, 18 to 27. Today, uh, there are five main paragraphs that we're reading about. Uh, we'll begin in the book of John. Looking at the book of John, all of this takes place just after Jesus fed the 5,000. Now, in the book of John, uh, John chapter 6, uh, verse 15, when Jesus fed the 5,000, verse 15 says, when Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. Uh, they were ready to force him to be their king. They wanted someone to lead them against Rome. Jesus would make a great puppet leader. And so they wanted to take him and make him a puppet leader. Jesus, recognizing that, left them. The next day, we're picking it up now in John 6, verse 22. They come to Jesus, and they begin to talk to him. But listen at what Jesus says in verse 26. I tell you the truth. You ought to be with me because I fed you. Not because you understood the miraculous signs. Don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. Now, in the exchange that follows, the crowd mentions Moses feeding the multitude in the wilderness, just like Jesus a few days before had fed the 5,000 in the wilderness. They were essentially saying, could you be the new Moses? And Jesus enters into a very strange exchange. He says, I am the bread of life. If you follow me, you must eat my body and drink my blood. Now today, after Easter, living in our churches where we celebrate the Lord's Supper on a regular basis. We understand what Jesus was saying, but they certainly didn't. They said, we're not cannibals. How can we eat your body and drink your blood? We'd never do that. And as a result, many of those who were following him fell away. Verse 66, 
At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Are you going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Now, we've mentioned before that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the Synoptic Gospels because they share a common outlook on the ministry of Jesus. John appears to have had knowledge of at least one of the Synoptic Gospels, so he doesn't simply repeat the stories that we see in the Synoptics. In fact, we only have three or four paragraphs in the book of John that repeat stories found in uh, the Synoptic Gospels until we get to the crucifixion where much is repeated. In the Synoptics, what Peter says here, we believe that you are the Holy One of God, is parroted but not repeated. It's a different uh, episode in Jesus' life. In that episode, and we can look at the book of Mark to pick that up. In the book of Mark, chapter um, 8, verse uh, 27, and his disciples left Galilee and went to the villages near Caesarea Philippi. As they were walking along, he asked them, Who do people say that I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say you're one of the other prophets. And then he asked them, who do you say I am? And then Peter replied, you're the Messiah. The Holy One of God is a title for the Messiah. Now in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus goes into quite a bit of detail about how pleased he is that Peter has responded this way. Peter's speaking for the others as well. It's not just Peter who had this thought, but all of them. Um, it's in the Gospel of Matthew that Peter, after Jesus then predicts his death, chides Jesus. He criticizes Jesus. Peter probably says something like, I know you speak in metaphors and parables, but all this talk about death is going to cause these other guys to not understand what you're saying. Jesus says to Peter, who he had just praised for saying the right thing, he now calls him Satan. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. All of this passage is about learning to follow Jesus. In John, Jesus gave them a very difficult saying, and many of his disciples left, but the twelve stuck with it. In the synoptics, Jesus says, who do you think I am? And they said, you're the Messiah. This divides Jesus' ministry in two. Up to this point, Jesus' ministry has been focused on helping the disciples realize 
who he is. When they say, we're convinced that you're the Messiah, Jesus says, you've got it. Now we can go on with what it means to follow me. Jesus didn't have many followers at the end of his life. He said things that were so strange and so different that not many people could accept it. He probably only had about 500 followers. 1 Corinthians 15 mentions 500 at one time who saw his resurrected body. That's probably the totality of those who were following Jesus. It was a small group when looking at the entire nation of Israel. It was enough, but it was a small group. Why? Because Jesus' words were so hard to understand. They continue to be hard. The difficulty we find not so much in understanding exactly what he is saying, but in submitting to what he's saying. Same is true today. What Jesus says is pretty clear. Obeying it? Now that's a different story. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, what does it mean to be a disciple?